0: This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on v the sports betting network.
1: three of the nightcap here on Vison what a night it has been we had a surprise visit from sean's college coach tommy bowden we did. to give him the news that the all sugar bowl greater new orleans hall of fame has inducted their first member of the 12-0 two-lane green wave and none other than sean king was that selection
2: very um very humbled very humbled
1: they're speechless which is rare Rare.
2: this is true
1: <laughs> all right well let's uh let's get into our next guest we always love hearing from chris andrews from behind the counter as we're getting closer and closer to the start of the nba postseason we have the play-in tournament going on uh we've just got a lot happening so let's uh bring in chris andrews as we always do at uh uh from the south point and uh chris let's start with the play-in game uh tomorrow what what, have you, what has been the early uh, action on these games? Have you seen much movement on either lines, Hawks and Cavaliers, and then Clippers uh,
3: taking on the Pelicans? Well, we did. But first of all, let me start off by congratulating our dear Frank. Yeah, that's fantastic. Beginning um, the Hall of Fame. Uh, congratulating you on your 12-0 and season and an award that was uh, probably a long time coming. So, very good for you, Sean.
2: Thank you very, very much
3: anyway let's get the basketball yeah the Hawks we opened two and a half we're down to two so not much of a movement there uh total we opened 225 and a half we're down to 223 and a half so a little bit of a little bit of move to the under you know the other game I don't I don't think it's moved at all we opened four and 216 and we're still at four and 216 so no movement there uh, you know it's funny we have interest in that game I got I'm looking at my screen right now we got a lot of play on it but it's uh Seems to be pretty well-balanced at this point.
1: Well, let's get back to the uh, the early game. So you said you moved from Atlanta two and a half down to two. I think yeah. most people would be surprised by that move because my guess, and I said it last night, and we've seen some other books that put out their splits, and it's early. You know, we still have many hours before this game tips off. But my guess was Atlanta just, you know, pumped uh, the Hornets. And the Cavaliers lost. They, they covered, but they lost. So I feel like most people will say, okay, that's Atlanta. We're going to back Atlanta. Is there a ticket discrepancy uh, early on in that one, uh, Atlanta and Cleveland, even though you moved in the other, it, towards uh, Cleveland?
3: Yeah. Uh, on the point spread, there's actually more tickets written on the Hawks. Uh, but, you know, the money line is really interesting in this game. We've been between a dollar twenty-five and a dollar forty-five. Uh, Hawks being the favorite, of course, and and we've kind of settled in in the middle at a dollar thirty-five. So we've had a lot of money line movement, uh, up and down in this game. So uh, the game is definitely garnering its share of interest. Um, and yeah, the uh, the ticket count is certainly in favor of the Hawks. However, the the money did move us from two and a half down to two. And I do have. Um, almost three to one in favor of the Cavs on the money line as well. Hmm. So, you know, that, that shows you that there is some sharp money on the Cavs for sure.
1: Three to one tickets on the Cavs money line, but more tickets on the Hawks you've moved down. So some sharp action uh, on the Cavs, you know, that evening affair uh, sitting there at four, do you guys get, cause I know here in Vegas, there's a lot of Lakers money. It's, it's a very public team. What about the Clippers? Do they have much public support? I, mean, I know it's on the level of the Lakers, but normally on a, on a, you know, a normal night, do the Clippers get much support from uh, from the general public?
3: You know, Tim, when they're going good, they get support. When they ain't going so good, <laughs> they don't get too much support. <laughs> they're not diehard like the Lakers guys. Like the Lakers, you can almost add in, you know, I don't know uh, a certain percentage of tickets and money that's going to come in on the Lakers almost every single night, you know, same with the Dodgers, but uh, the Clippers and, you know, and even like the angels, they're still kind of second citizens. I hate to say,
2: Uh, Chris, how's the early season handle been with baseball? I know it's some other things going on, maybe some distractions but baseball seems to be getting in the full swing. How's that early handle been?
3: The early handle has been good. Um, You know, we're really starting to pick up a lot of five-inning play, uh, and if you see the way baseball go- is going so far, you can understand why. Of course, the Kershaw game is really uh, that—that's really had a lot of a uh, lot of commentary on it. But really, if you look up and down the lineup, I'm—I'm I'm not sure. Kershaw went seven innings, I guess. I'm not sure any other pitcher gone seven innings so far this year. Uh, you know, really so. So, you know, now the, the the split is a little wider. You know, we use a dime line for the game. We use a 20-cent line uh, for the five-inning line, uh, which is really pretty much the industry, industry standard. Uh, but I think right now you're going to see more guys betting that, and it's grown tremendously, exponentially, really, over the last couple of years. And I don't think you're going to see that stop for a while as this style of baseball seems to have really taken over. You know, I, I'm – you know, I just turned 66 years old. So, I mean, I remember the days when, you know, Warren spawn went 16 innings and, you know, against Marshall, that was the greatest game ever pitched. But they both went 16 and, you know, guys, you know, had 300 some innings every year. And uh, I think Nolan Ryan had 237 pitches in one game. You know, those days are long, long gone. So I think with this uh, new, new breed of baseball and this new breed of pitcher, you're going to see a lot more of that five inning play and and we've certainly been reflective of that so far
1: talking to Chris Andrews our good friend over at the South Point the sports book director there host uh, the host uh, the author of two books <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure he would read it for you too if you want uh, i don't know if he's that. it depends
3: on how much you're paying but you know okay yeah.
1: um, the knights got a big win tonight uh, on the road at calgary so as we stand at this very moment they're just a point back of the Kings in the Pacific Division for the third seed, and uh, they have a game in hand. So decent shape, but you know they got to show that uh, desire, I guess uh, one way to put it, to to yeah. to kind of put this thing together. And the reason I bring that up, you you look at your odds, you look at any odds, you know, here in town, and I think people would be surprised to see how short the number is. But the Knights obviously were you know in the Western Conference Finals last year, and they get a lot of public support. So as, as a Sportsbook director, I think I would imagine that ultimately you want the Knights not to win the Stanley Cup, but you want them in the playoffs because I would think it would garner more people coming to the window. Is that fair to say?
3: Yeah, they're almost like the Tiger Woods of uh, the NHL. You know, like the I love Tiger. I love when he's in the hunt, but I'm usually rooting for him to finish second. (laughs) <laughs> we we usually stand to lose pretty good. If he Uh you know, nice kind of the same way. Now I got to say, I you know, I don't know. I mean, it, it, hockey is, you know, there's upsets every year. It's not really like basketball, uh, but I think the avalanche is really going to be hard to beat coming out of the West. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think the Knights can do it. I, I, you know, I guess the Wild have a pretty decent chance. I guess Calgary has a pretty decent chance, but I just think uh, the Avalanche are heads above everybody. But we've slowly raised that night's price. Uh, more, they're up to 18 to one to win the Stanley Cup, and that puts them kind of like in the middle of the pack. You know, with teams you know like the Penguins or uh, you know teams like that, the Rangers that have a puncher's chance, and you know those teams come through quite often in the NHL. Like I said, not so much in basketball. But we've we've continually raised the price over the year on the night. So I think we're you know kind of a reflective price right now. But even though we, we get beat up pretty good if they do win it, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I'm not rooting for them to go all the way. But I certainly would like to see them be in the playoffs and get through a series or two.
1: Well, and Chris, speaking of of local teams this week, it's you know it's been the uh, Devontae Adams return tour. We heard from Derek Carr. We've heard from Devonte. We've seen yeah. some videos of them throwing to each other, uh, but yet they live. In a pretty uh, expensive neighborhood, I'll say. Uh, it's it's a oh, challenging yeah. one. Uh, but, you know, when you're local and, and you see all this buzz about your team, you want to fire away. You don't want to be, you know, the one without a ticket at the party. So what has been some of the action? And, and do you think ultimately there's going to be quite a bit of lo- liability on the hometown Raiders?
3: Oh yeah. I'm looking at my thing right now. We're quite, we got a lot of liability. You know, the, uh, the Tom Brady thing with the Buccaneers that made all the news. Gaming's come in and asked me about it. And I told him, you know, I said, yo, I'm in way worse shape with the, with the bills or the Raiders. So right now, <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm, if I'm you know, uh, but yeah, the Raiders right now, they're the worst team
0: on my board is To start listening.
3: As far as winning it, and I, yeah, they definitely have a chance. But Like you said, they're, they're in a really, really tough neighborhood. I mean, Russell Wilson, I mean, he kind of picked Denver. I can see why. they got a great lineup and a particularly great defense. But, you know, you're going against Herbert with, uh, with the Chargers and going against Mahomes with the Chiefs. I mean, I don't know. I, you know, only three teams are possible to make it out of one division. So one of those teams is going to be left out of the playoffs. I don't know if it's going to be the Raiders or not, but I'll tell you, they signed Derek Carr, made a big commitment to him, brought in Adams. And I really liked a lot of the moves they made. Just unfortunately, they're in such a hard division. But, you know, the upsets happen every year. And, I mean, I think, I don't want to say they have as good a chance as any, but but they have a pretty darn good chance to make it into the playoffs. And once you get in there, a lot of things can happen. I, I think they would definitely have a puncher's chance at this point.
1: Hey, Chris, before we let you run, we got about 45 seconds. In two weeks, the NFL world will descend upon Vegas for the draft. Uh, I know, I know bookmakers are, are hesitant to put up draft props. What is your uh, expectation? How many, uh, if any, will you, uh, you think you'll throw up there?
3: Yeah, we'll have him. I mean, we'll put him up in about a week. And, <laughs> right listen to week. his
1: voice. I, I,
3: I know. I'll I, I, I tell you what, though. I, You know, listen, I, I make no bones about it. I work for Michael Gaughan, he's my guy. And I talked to him just the other day, he says, you know, I ain't so crazy about the draft here. I said, Michael, that's great to hear. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have some stuff up there. So we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll do our thing, but we're not going to be leading the charge. I yeah.
1: Well, I can tell you one thing. Michael Gaughan, who owns the South Point, Derek Stevens, who owns the Circa. They're of the same mind. Uh, they don't, they don't want to hey, be putting up props anytime soon. Hey, Chris, always a pleasure. We'll talk to you soon.
3: <laughs> All right, guys. It's Sean, once again, congratulations. Hey, thank you. There, there he is. You're very, very deserving. Chris Andrews from the South Point.
0: This is the nightcap on v Send the sports betting network.
1: If you're looking for some more sports betting discussion around your local teams, well, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from a local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local Citycast wherever you get your podcasts. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is the nightcap here on VCN. The Vancouver Canucks dropped 7 to 1, Sean, on the Arizona Coyotes. Never in doubt. As you said, Coyotes stink. They do. I think that is a fair assessment. Uh, the Golden Knights, look, I hope the hometown team could get into the playoffs. Nice win tonight over the Calgary Flames on the Six road. To one. 6 to 1. Man, smoked them. Uh, so you're able to cash a nice little ticket there if you took the, uh, the Knights on the road. And now, as it stands, Sean, to mention to Chris Andrews, with a game in hand. Only one point back of the Knights, or sorry, of the Kings for the third spot in the Pacific Division. The Stars lost, but lost in overtime, so they get a point. Mm-hmm. through the Stars? So there's still two back of the Stars, and the Stars actually have a game in hand on the Knights. So it looks like the more realistic option is to make the get the three seed in the Pacific right. to knock off the Kings there. So we will see the Knights. Uh, I think the schedule isn't too easy. Down the stretch there for uh, for VGK. Uh, Next up, road trip to the Oilers, which uh, that is always tricky with that offensive power. At Edmonton, then a home four-game stretch. Jersey, Caps, San Jose, then it's at Dallas, at Chicago, at St. Louis. So doable. Yeah,
2: it's doable. Doable. They play play tonight. They're back healthy, too. They have all their guys back. Mark Stone's back. Yep. ready, Eichel, so... They look good tonight. All right. And Calgary's a good team. And it was at Calgary. They smoked them. Yeah. They smoked them. So,
1: All right. uh, Let's just revisit real quickly. Uh, I'll throw up my draft first. So my mock. Mm -hmm. We did Sean's uh, once again, as if Sean were the GM of all of the teams in the top 10, what they, what he would do Uh, real quickly. This is uh, my mock based off of just tabulating information across. Uh, I'll give you just a couple quick thoughts here. So, Aiden Hutchinson going one. Seems to be the consensus thought there. Walker, I would not be stunned if he went number one. I think it's one-two in some fashion there. Hutchinson and Walker. Uh, I went Ikiakuanu at three. Uh, if you're Houston, I know you went with... Uh, Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner there. Getting a... I guess you have Neil going ahead of Ikiakuanu. How did you evaluate those two guys?
2: So I think Ikewanu has the higher ceiling... But because of Evan Neal's versatility at Alabama, playing multiple positions, the Giants picked up four veteran offensive linemen in free agency. So I just think it's easier to slot him in with the veteran group and get the best possible product this year, whereas I just think Icky's a left tackle.
1: So going back to mine, I'll I'll, I'll throw in some odds here. So Icky Aquano to go number under three and a half is – even money to go under three and a half. And I think really, my guess is the only likely landing spot is Houston. So does he go three to Houston or would they go Evan Neal? If you're uh, Nick Casario there, you.
2: So I tend to lean in these situations to what the expertise of the head coach is. Yeah. Lovey Smith's a defensive head coach. So that's why I went sauce Gardner. I could see them going edge rusher as well in that spot, you know, A head coach kind of gets the benefit of the doubt. If his team, if he's a defensive guy, his team's great on defense. You know, it's harder if you're a defensive guy and your team's not very good. So, I just, I think they're going to go defense with the third selection. But if they went Evan Evan Neal or Okawanu, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. All
1: right. Uh, On to four. I went with Kayvon Thibodeau here. It feels like there's some rise uh, for Thibodeau, some momentum as of late. Um his over-under is sitting at 5.5, so could he go to the Giants at 5? I think that's possible. Could he go to the Jets? G- I think, ultimately, my guess is, and I I don't feel super confident. I don't have any bets on any of these, where they'll land. I think it's ecuanu Ik- 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 Thibodeau, Neal, in some order, 3, 4, and 5. So, Thibodeau, under 5.5, it's uh, it's juiced, uh, what is it, minus 115, I believe, to the under. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're the Jets or the Giants, you look at Thibodeau. I know you have Jermaine Johnson rated higher. Mm-hmm. Is there intrigue there with Kayvon Thibodeau? I'm sure, just because of the you know, the athletic I mean, he's, ability? Been a, he's
2: been a name that people have known him about for a long time. He's number one rated player coming out of high school. He's been on a lot of people's draft list since his first year at Oregon. You know, he's shown flashes of deserving to be the number one pick in the draft. I'm just going based on the complete package, what I think I'm getting. And uh, that's why I, I had Jermaine Johnson go ahead of him in my draft. But, again, Kayvon Thibodeau is a top ten pick. So, the way that I look at it, it comes down to preference mm-hmm. with a group of guys. And so, if Evan Neal went one to Jacksonville, I wouldn't be shocked. Right. You know, if, if it's Aiden Hutchinson, I'm not going to be shocked. It was Trayvon Walker. You know, it's just – so, these guys are going to kind of fit these slots – and I think the only thing, Tim, that gets it out of whack is if somebody trades up. So and Let's just say Baltimore thinks they're Kyle Hamilton away from having a Super Bowl caliber defense. And it's going to be a move like that. Not saying that move specifically, but just saying a team in the teens or the early 20s targeting a specific player and feeling like they have an opportunity to move up and select said player.
1: So Kyle Hamilton's interesting. So my mock doesn't have Kyle Hamilton. in it. Mine either. Yours doesn't.
2: Not the top ten.
1: And his over-under sitting at nine and a half. And it is juice to the over at minus 120 at DraftKings. He has been a guy that has fallen, I think, because of, and we talked to Eric Edholm about this. It's, I think it's a, a duality. It's how he tested, ran slow, and the question marks of how valuable is the safety position. So when you look at the top 10, you don't have him in your top 10. I don't have him in my top 10. Now, could a team trade up to get him? I think it's possible because I think at 11, and I know Eric believed that at 11, if either one of the Ohio State receivers is there, Washington's going to grab him. I think there's a lot of smoke right now with Kyle Hamilton maybe going to 11 uh, to Washington, uh, sitting there with the commanders. I think, to me, Sean, the way we look at the top 10 of the teams that are in there right now, I think... The only way Kyle Hamilton goes top ten is if there's a trait. Someone says yeah, we've got to go get him. I agree. I don't think any of the teams would you know, yeah, Any I, of the I, teams I, right I now, I, I just I don't necessarily see them needing a safety, feeling their well, safety for away. For
2: one, the only teams that I think would select a safety are teams that feel like they're relatively close to being Super Bowl caliber team. Right. And they're trying to add a final piece. And I don't see that with any of the teams selecting in the top ten. I mean, Falcons are on a punt year, Giants are rebuilding, Jets rebuilding, Seahawks already have Jamal Adams, you know, and Jets pick again at 10. So I'm with you. I, I think it's going to take a trade to kind of knock that top 10 out of whack, whether it's for a quarterback, whether it's for Kyle Hamilton, you know, whether it's for a receiver. You know, what could really happen is if Jacksonville, Detroit, and Houston all go defense, like I think, and then with the Jets. Let's just say the Jets go defense. People will be blowing the Giants up or the Panthers up now at six to select one of the O-linemen. That's true. So that's a perfect case scenario for Carolina if they're trying to move back and add draft capital.
1: Yeah, that'll be really interesting. So I have Kenny Pickett going six, and that was almost a I can't project trades. Now you can, but it's impossible to do. I think Carolina, we've heard throughout, they want to move back. Mm -hmm. Now, they don't have a second or third round pick. It would be perfect for them. To your point, if it goes top four defensive players, I think they've now got a really good situation where they're not an offensive lineman away, and now they can maybe get a second round pick or a future first or whatever it may be. You know, as I think it was. Moving
2: in the top 10 is costly. Yeah. It's very costly. When they do the little board, it it takes a lot. I mean, Chicago
1: moved up from 20 to 11, and they had to give up this year's first round pick, and that's biting them right now because that's number seven. Right. So. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, Jermaine Johnson, his over-under is 9.5. I don't have him in my top 10. You do. What is it about Jermaine Johnson, and do you think there are teams out there that might be thinking similarly to you that he would be graded higher than Kayvon Thibodeau? Well, I
2: just think productivity, first of all, 18.5 career sacks, 12 sacks last year, also 70 tackles. So he's a guy that rushes the quarterback and plays the run. He's played some linebackers some rush in. He plays with a high motor you know, he's just a guy that I think instills a lot of enthusiasm in defense along with production. You know, that's why I'm really high on him. So some people are going to have Thibodeau ranked higher. It's just the boards are going to look different. I personally think Jermaine Johnson is going to be a more all better all-around, better overall player at this level than Thibodeau. So I had him going earlier. But, again, when you get to eight, Atlanta is not going to be feeding the quicksand, not trading out of there. Like that's where I think you start to see movement for people targeting a specific receiver.
1: Jamison Williams will he go first? Garrett Wilson will he go first? Uh, will it be Drake, uh, uh, Drake London? I think I, I think it, I have it. Garrett Wilson. Man, I I could uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Jamison Williams plus one fifty now for Garrett Wilson to go as the first wide
0: receiver. This is the nightcap on v Send the sports betting network.
1: Conquer the competition for cash with the Northman Clash on the Ice Challenge. Join two free-to-play pools and compete for your share of 10 Thousand dollars in total cash prizes with your hockey predictions. Head to DraftKings.com slash TheNorthman. Now, to join the action, The Northman in theaters April 22nd. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is the nightcap here on Beeson. How's the Dodgers doing?
2: Take the lead back? Oh, no. They squandered runners on force, first and second, of course.
1: <laughs> All right, we're pulling for the Dodgers. Who else we need? Well, the the Canucks are up seven-one with twenty seconds. To
2: the go. Dodgers are—if they blow this, they're officially yellow tape team for me. We rest of the baseball. We year.
1: haven't had a ye- rest of the baseball season. Yeah,
2: rest of the baseball season. <laughs> I will actively pull against the Dodgers. <laughs>
1: oh man, this is ridiculous. Up three, nothing. Didn't, don't have that lead anymore. It's not like the Reds are good. They are not. Yeah. They are not.
2: Hey, my Nats lost today to the Pirates. Yeah, they fought. Did they? Yeah, they were, they were battling. It was like 9-4. 4-4 or something. Then not 3-3. It was something like that.
1: They were up 3-0. Yeah,
2: that's what it was. Yeah,
1: and then they, then they were
2: down. But what I mean? The Nats payroll, the Dodgers payroll, you know, like if the Nats go out and put up three runs, cool. But this—I mean, come on.
1: <laughs> um. All right. So we uh we got a lot to get to to uh, to wrap things up. Um, tomorrow night we'll have uh, I think I think we'll have the normal crew. I think Banksy's like on some tropical island somewhere. Yeah,
2: he's, he's. Does he ever work? I presume that he kind of fills his timesheet out like this is on location, so he's working.
1: <laughs> <laughs> In, you know what? Nice to be Banksy. Yeah? Nice to be Banksy. By the way, uh, Sammy Watkins to the Packers. Change everything? <laughs> you know what? You know what's funny? We didn't talk about it yesterday. Is the Raiders still have six to one odds, Sean, to win the AFC West. Mm-hmm. They made the playoffs. Is this a team? I feel like this is a team that people are going to be very excited about because of Devontae Adams and all of that. As they should. You know, they, they re-signed Derek Carr. New coach. Uh, new coach coming Josh in. Josh McDaniels, second go around. What's your level of um, belief in
2: the Raiders? Well, I don't have one yet. It's just like it's too early. You know, what would you like to see? We they haven't even gotten draft. through the draft yet. Let's see. What I mean, do they, don't have, a, they don't have a first or second round right. pick. So I, like, I don't think they're very involved in this yeah, thing. As the, p- they got, the Packers got the yeah. first and second round pick. So they don't pick until 86. Right. So at that point, what you... I mean, are you, just best available at yeah. that point, yeah. Just
1: looking for some... Yeah, whatever it is. Whole fillers, I guess. You know?
2: Yeah, you're ranking your board, and you're praying that somebody that you have ranked 1 to 50 is still there at 86.
1: I would, love, I would love to know in a draft room when you don't have a first or second round pick, now you in theory, you could trade up. How much work are you doing on those top 50 prospects? Well, you are. I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, look, I, I say it tongue-in-cheek because, of course, those guys, yeah. they have to do the whole process. They have to work hard. I'm not saying they're not, but it's just funny because they're sitting back. They're not picking until late on Friday night well, for the first time. Well, but they could trade up. And
2: you know, Here's what happens, though. Everybody still gets their report. So even if they don't have a pick, everybody still sees, okay, that they have Devin Lloyd right. as one of the top ten players in the draft, that they have Micah Parsons, like where they have Micah Parsons, you know, let me go in and look at, you know, their evaluation skills, you know, a year later. So, you know, they take that stuff serious.
1: Devin Lloyd goes first. Top ten.
2: Oh. I Hope he goes fourth, so I can peacock.
1: I, you could peacock and I'll dance on the table. I mean, I would be mad that I didn't take 50 to 1 on him to go top 5, but I got 14 to 1 to go what top 5. What is he 10. right now? Uh, I think top 5 still might be 10, uh, 50 to 1. Actually, the odds moved. The odds moved, Sean, from 12 to 10 to 1 at DraftKings on Devin Lloyd. Evan Silva just put out his mock draft. He's, uh, he had a lot of success last year. I think he was. There's a website that that ranks all the mock drafts, the Huddle Report. Mm-hmm. and I think Elvin Silva was top five last year. He's, he does a good job. put out his first mock, and he put a disclaimer out there and said, he's like, this is the hardest mock I've ever had to do. It
2: is. And it's not because people are sending smoke screens. I just think people have the guys slotted differently as far as their big boards go. Because I mean, it's not really like that stand out I mean it takes a blind man you know to not see that this is a transcendent talent you know but it's a bunch of really good players that maybe have one thing they don't do well or maybe don't have as much consistent production or maybe a tad too short or maybe a little under you know so it's it's, it's a it's a very unique draft in that sense that there's not a consensus at the top
1: yeah and that's what I think is gonna be so fascinating about this is I- Inside those rooms, how different do you think is the top ten going to be that drastically different inside every team in the league? Not
2: the names, but the, the rankings. rankings. Yes, the rankings. And there'll be a couple in there that because we've are kind of
1: outliers. We've heard reports that Trayvon Walker is number one on a handful of boards. We don't know if that's Jacksonville, but we know that there are reports out there that says he's number one. Jamison Williams, you know, I think he's going to be number one wide receiver on a lot of people's boards.
2: I would challenge anyone just to go and rewatch some Trayvon Walker stuff and just look at the pure talent.
1: I, I want to – because I asked you this when we broke down the edge rushers. Mm-hmm. Because you hear, keep hearing the people say, well, he didn't have the production that Aiden Hutchinson did. You know, it would be a travesty if he went number one.
2: But, see, that's what I kind of was telling the guy before um... – was, I think it was Matthew Freeman yeah. that came on, and he had mentioned that. And Aiden Hutchinson had 18 and a half career sacks at Michigan. 14 of them came in 2021. So it's no different than Trayvon Walker, who had nine career sacks. Six of them came in two, 2021. You know, so it's not like either guy was like this, you know, sack machine, you know, year in, year out. They both have one year of good, good production.
1: By the way, I just want to read you. This is the, just the latest mock. Um, once again, this is Evan Silva's I have it up. He has Walker going one, and this is his breakdown. He says, momentum has built for Walker to Jacksonville of late, basically largely, based largely on the notion that GM Trent Baalke prioritizes athletic traits above all else. At 6'5", 272", Walker banked 92nd percentile or better results in the 40-yard dash, three-cone drill, and broad jump in Indianapolis. Walker managed nine and a half sacks and 13 tackles for loss across three seasons in Athens. However, would be the, one of the most projection-driven number one overall picks in the history of the league.
2: It's true. But when you're on a team like Georgia, everybody's eating. Right. You know, it, it, everyone's eating.
1: What, I mean, we haven't got to – I want to break down linebackers because Nicobe Dean, I'm curious, because the production was there. He's on the best defense in the country. He's not a
2: standout athlete. Right. He's a very good football player. Smart. He has a lot of great intangibles, but he's not the athlete that Walker or Devin Lloyd or some of these other guys are.
1: And once again, going back to – Good ba- football player, though. Going back to Balky and, you know, how sometimes he'll go skew towards the athleticism.
2: Alden Smith. Alden Smith, 2011.
1: Yeah. Eric Armstead, DeForest Buckner, all in San Francisco, and
2: all. I mean, Armst- and those are all big guys too. Yeah,
1: Armstead was huge. Yeah. So, just uh, just something to point out there. So we will see. It is uh, two weeks from today. It'll be fascinating. All right, real quickly, uh, we're gonna get to uh, tomorrow night's games to to close out the show and uh, a couple thoughts. Raptors Sixers.
2: Yeah, JVT liked that. I wasn't with them on that one, but JVT. I've learned not to. Go against JVT. So if I don't agree with him, I just won't play it.
1: So JVT said he grabbed Raptors plus
2: on the series
1: 165. Yeah. This might be one of those getting too cute type of things. Yeah. But the series to go seven games. I feel like this game, this series has seven all over it. Plus 180 to go seven. I think that's how. If I were to play it, I don't know if I am, but if I were to play it, I feel like that's the way I would ultimately go. Because this this series, I feel like it's going to be a war. Nick Nurse, you know, betting against Nick Nurse is not super enjoyable. Um, and that team's just going to be a pain in
2: the butt. I can't say on the show night in and night out that Joel Embiid should be MVP. And then get up here and say, that I'm going to take the Raptors <laughs> to beat the Sixers in the first round of the Eastern Conference playoffs. You know, I just... This <laughs> is not how I'm wired. You know what I mean? Like, Joel Embiid's going to be the best player. But you're player. thinking about it. No. Joel Embiid's going to be the best player on the court. You know?
1: That is true. Yeah. No, so there's no
2: doubt about that. I'm going he with who I be. think should be the NBA MVP. All right. Uh, well, Jokic probably will lose in the first round. But, of course, he should get the award. <laughs> just saying.
1: He will get the award. you got to change that verbiage that he will get the award. All right, we'll wrap things up. When we come back, we'll take a look at those playing games tomorrow night right here on v
0: This is the Nightcap on v the sports betting network.
1: NFL draft two weeks from today here in Las Vegas, and we're going to have uh, a ton of information on this show and all throughout the network. Matt Newman's already has his m- first mock draft out, VEASAN.com. Check that out. We'll have thoughts from former GM, Michael Lombardi. We'll have thoughts from two gentlemen drafted in the first two rounds of the NFL draft, and my guy, Sean King, and, of course, Mike Pritchard. We'll have thoughts from... Uh, Brent Musberg, the one and only, as well, with our NFL draft guide. He'll have his favorite plays in there. And uh, don't forget, plenty of MLB action. VEASAN.com slash spring. Only 19 bucks through May the 1st. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN.
2: And I need the entire collective, whether you're watching on television, whether you're listening on the radio, if you're driving in your truck, hit the horn twice. uh Uh-uh! Because we need some run good right here. Myself, Sean King, and Scott Sidery.
0: to start listening.
2: ...who will be up next on The Look Ahead, have the Los Angeles Dodgers on the run line. Come on. We have a man on second, bottom of the eighths, no outs. I need the Dodgers to go for a multi-run bottom of the eighth. Don't be up here trying to bunt the guy over the third. Come on, let's play big boy ball. Get it done.
1: All right, Freddie Freeman on second, no outs. One run would be horrible because... Yes, we need run.
2: a big inning. I'd, I'd love four to five. All right. Come on, Dodgers. Close out
1: winning here for, uh, for the evening. For me and Scott. Scott's on
2: the same Scott's thing. Scott's on the same thing. That's
1: right. Scott will be happy. Scott's, uh, Scott's been on it, man. You can have Scott on and talk some baseball. He's been crushing it with the baseball here. Make sure to follow his uh, tweets. I think his uh, play of the day. Uh, was the Pittsburgh Pirates? We
2: got to come up with an alias for his baseball moniker. Like, I'm Puck Stradamus, and mm. baseball, I'm the Big Stick. So, I mean, we got to oh, come is that, up. Is that a thing? Yes, yeah, official. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, we got to come up with a, 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 a nickname for Scott.
1: Just think about it Big Stick. I told you not to play the, the Phillies today. Scott
2: told you not to play the Phillies today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, you know I win them all anyway. But all right, we told you. I know. I just yeah, I'm, a, I'm a Cal Gibson guy. And you he, listen, listen to your friends. I really feel like it was the home umpire. Listen, he, to was, your squeezing, he was, was squeezing. Stri- was he was squeezing the strike. He was squeezing the strike zone. We told you. He was squeezing the strike zone. But oh, now we're two-two. We went from 2-0 to two-two. You're all right. These Dodgers hitters. Trey Turner, he's gonna take care of business for you. He got you covered. Never in doubt, huh? He got you covered. Um, I feel but, like I'm in a sauna. That's how hot the sweat is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, taking a look at tomorrow we've got two playing games tomorrow once again so far in the uh, play-in tournament
2: oh yes base hit we got freeman home what i tell you my yes
1: my gosh my guy, guy trade turner is going to take yeah, care of this. now we got to get another one let's go and you got one of the fastest base runners there we in, the, go, baby. in major league baseball come on. in first base
2: the spark start fires that was a spark there you go come on let's create Dodger a fire the stadium
1: on on opening day is jumping around a little bit feeling the feelings that's right baby got the got the uh former NL Easters there and Freddie Freeman and Trey Turner working together to uh, to drive home some
2: runs this almost got by the right fielder it sk- it skidded funny off of the grass he got oh, scared yeah. away from it. Yeah. Almost got by him. That would have really Look been ahead, like a, some run good.
1: A water, a sprinkle head or something like that. All right. So
2: tomorrow's NBA games. You haven't told me where what you're reaching in your pocket yeah. to go and back.
1: You know, I am uh, I'm going both dogs. I'm going to go Cleveland Moneyline. Okay. Plus 115. Uh, we had Chris Andrews on earlier today. They opened two and a half down to two. He said the ticket's... Uh, early on the spread or on the Hawks, but three to one ticket count on the Cavaliers felt like there was some sharp money on the Cavaliers. So I'm rolling with the Cavs. Um, You know, I was talking to some of the uh, ticket takers here at Circle last night, and we were just chatting it up. I said, I feel like the world is going to be on Atlanta. I said it last night, and sometimes the world's right. 14 and 27 are the Hawks' ATS on the road this season.
2: So uh, let me put this... In front of you and tell me if it's something that you want to order or not.
1: The pizza, I'm hungry.
2: No, the best player in this game is who? Trey Young. Right. True. You know, that's the only issue I have. And listen, great information by JVT. If you guys didn't hear that interview, Jared Allen is playing tomorrow for the Cleveland Cavaliers.
1: Uh, no, he said he's it, playing. He said he's going to give it a go. Right. I didn't I say he's think...
2: playing the whole game. I said he said he's playing. Right. Right. So that's big for them because, as he mentioned, it allows Mobley to move to the four. But I still think the best on best player on the court is Trey Young.
1: I I, I just, agree, but that doesn't always mean you're right. That doesn't always mean you're winning. You're right. Um, but I, I'm gonna roll with Cleveland on the money line. Um, I'm dabbling in the NBA, so that buyer beware. But and you like the Pelicans. I do like the Pelicans. I do
2: I, like what they have going. I, I like took, since McCollum got there, I like their energy. I like their vibe. They believe in each other. I took, uh, I'm took. i not mad at you about that play.
1: I took Pelicans plus the four. I uh, wish I could have got the four and a half. It opened four and a half last night at DraftKings. Uh, but it, it quickly got scooped up. And now we sit. Yeah, Pels minus four. Once again.
2: First and second, by the way. No outs. There we go. This, Get a couple runs in.
1: Send this uh, night on a
2: positive. For here. real. So I can take the Dodgers from behind the yellow tape.
1: Well, they're not there yet. They haven't, they haven't not covered yet. Right. When uh, I had
2: already got the tape.
1: But, uh, yeah, I, I do like New Orleans. Um, you look at how they've played with this lineup so far this year.
2: I don't think that's a bad bet.
1: McCollum, Ingram, Jones, Hayes, Valanchunas, Eight and two straight up, seven and three ATS. Uh, you know, JVT said he leans towards Pelicans. Said he made this number three and a half, so it wasn't like a crazy like, you know, race to bet this uh, type of game. But I think this is gonna be another situation. I think that and look, the favorites have done well. The favorites are four and zero straight up, and I'm going against both favorites tomorrow. Short, small sample size, obviously. Uh, three and one ATS are the favorites, but I'm going Pel's and I'm going uh, Cavaliers tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Totals, yeah. by the way, uh, and as JVT pointed out, and I agree, you know, these games have been played. They're, they're game sevens, right? The season's over for one of these teams tomorrow night. So, normally, game sevens play slower, play a little, uh, you know, tighter to the vest, 4-0 to the under so far are these playing games. Now, Cleveland and uh, Atlanta was – Oh, uh, wow,
2: pitch. There we go. There we go, baby. Oh, yeah. Second and third, no outs. I see my guy Scott back there clapping his hands. Let's go, baby. There
1: we go. All right. Um, I, I want to wrap up the show with how we uh, got the show started. Shout out to my guy, Sean King. What a cool moment. We have it up at VEASAN Live on Twitter. Uh, Sean was, uh, was, was told today by his coach, Tommy Bowden, that he had been inducted into the All-State Sugar Bowl Greater New Orleans Sports Hall of Fame. He is the first member of that tremendous team from 1998 that went 12-0 to be inducted into this particular Hall of Fame. And uh, he joins the likes of some pretty big-name dudes. Reggie Wayne, Pistol Pete, Archie Manning, Ed Reed, Deuce McAllister, Marshall Falk, Cordell Stewart, Jim Mora, uh, Will Clark. If you go to the baseball route, Mel Ott. So uh, I wonder
2: if he's in any relationship to Jimmy Ott.
1: <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Might be. Yeah. I told Jimmy. Jimmy was fired up. Uh, I'm sure yeah. Jimmy might make the drive up there to your yeah, ceremony. Man.
2: What an honor. I'm, uh, I'm humbled. Uh, I'm so appreciative, you know, that that uh, team, that era, you know, that period is, is getting recognized. And uh, I look forward to getting out of New Orleans, man, seeing some people I haven't seen in a while. And, you know, let's celebrate. Have a good time.
1: So, once again, uh, if you go to the Superdome after uh, late July this year, Mr. King's plaque will be there yeah. for
2: eternity, baby. That would be pretty neat, man. Yeah, be in, pretty the, neat.
1: in the Superdome, he'll be hanging there. Um, so, uh, no, pretty, pretty pumped when I got the news, uh, and I was uh, just happy to be a small part of this. Really cool. Thank you to Tommy Bowden uh, to take some time to call yeah, in. Man, that's my guy. That was really cool to uh, surprise uh, you with that. 12 0 season back in 1998, finished seventh in the AP poll, 41 27, went over to Liberty uh, in the Liberty Bowl. At the time, Sean set the NCAA record for passing efficiency that year 183.32, 36 touchdowns in the regular season, because at that time bowl, bowl stats didn't count. Mm-hmm. ridiculous. Uh, still a record today, you still hold the record at Tulane for completion percentage. 10th uh, in the Heisman that year, so uh, congrats to you, sir. Very Thanks, happy man. I appreciate that it. you are a part of it.
2: And, Couldn't uh, share it with a better person. Thank you guys for keeping it from me. It was really a surprise. And, uh, hey, man, made my night. Yeah. Made my night. You get to go down to New Orleans. That's right. Enjoy I'm gonna yourself. it up, man. Get some of that jambalaya, the A2 fait.
1: And on a night that Sean gets elected into a Can we get a three-run shot right here? Can we get him some runs here? Get out! Oh, it's, oh, five. it's foul. Oh. What a way that would have been (laughs) to end this show, Max Muncie. Come on! Oh, thank you to everyone who joined the program. Thanks again to Tommy Bowden, Scott Seidenberg. Coming up next, a Hall of Famer, Don King.
0: Before. Before.